Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Big Earth versus the People podcast. But this one is special because every Tuesday evening I record with the Straight from the Hip podcast. So popping off on this week, we have another exciting show where I do some craziness and everybody laughs. Y'all know how I do. So pop up to see the video on Facebook, Straight from the Hip, on YouTube, Straight for the Hip, and enjoy that version as well as this audio version. So I appreciate you guys. We're going to have a quick ad, and then we're going to start the show. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Straight from the Hip. I'm your host, Coach Gerald Boo Mitchell, coming to you live once again from the Imperial Palace in Black Mania. With us tonight, making a triumphant return. Well, we'll talk about if it's triumphant or not, because uh, the fact that he's here must mean it must not be that triumphant. <laughs> he's a new basketball coach <laughs> in, the, in the Chocolate City of Washington, D.C., Mr. Irvin Insane in the Membrane Pain. What's going on, man? Good to be back. What's up, Mr. Butler? Season's not quite over. We got our playoff game on Friday. I'll keep yeah, y'all posted lose. next week. They gonna, what, what, what are y'all seated? What seated? What seated y'all? Fifth and 4A. Fifth. Okay. Well, that, that ain't bad. Sometimes that's a little sneaky place to be. Right down there, right around four or five, you know, five or six, somewhere around in between four and six. That's a little sneaky place. Now, if we win, we play the number one seed. So that's going to be. Yeah, but see, they might be looking past you. Dude. So that's what I'm saying. That's why that's that little sneaky place to be. They better not. I'll tell you that. All y'all got to do is just come out there and play. No turnovers, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know how that is. You know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we working. We working. So, anyway, um, folks, we have Travis on the ones and twos. He's in the background back there. Big J probably at track practice again. So, we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to start with the NFL. I know the football season's over. We got a couple things we want to talk about because uh, as always in the NFL, it's always news going on in the NFL. They, they just, I think some of it's just uh, stuff they do on purpose to generate news. Like Aaron Rodgers posting a picture of his ex-girlfriend and talking about how much he misses her and all this other, I mean, just, just stuff. But anyway, okay. we ain't going to talk about that, but we are going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, guys. Uh, we're talking about quarterback destinations to begin with. Okay. Well, I mean, where where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to wind up? I had to think about this one for a little bit. Um, you know, he's from San Francisco now. San Francisco needs a quarterback. And, and that's already told Jimmy G, uh, Jimmy G, he got to go. And that's who I was thinking. I, I think if he leaves Green Bay, I think they're probably going to – he's probably going to negotiate a one with a player option. Or I'm thinking basketball. Probably one to two-year deal. But – uh. I think San Francisco is the destination. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, the more I look at it, I, I think he might be staying put. I mean, he's done a bunch of talking, all that. If they find a way to be able to keep Devontae Adams there, I think Rodgers will stay there and just just so he can have the hookup with and, Devontae Adams. And that's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, and, and they are very good together. And, I, you know, you have that kind of chemistry with a, with a quarterback or between a quarterback and a receiver. I don't. I don't think you leave that. I think you try to maintain that or keep that. So, I think Aaron Rodgers has him on speed dial and says, "Hey, man, uh, the Falcon just offered me. What do you think about going to Atlanta?" <laughs> no, man, I ain't going to Atlanta. He's okay. Well, I'm take them off my list then. <laughs> right. But I need you to be wherever I'm going. And, and that'll be his best bet because that's his that's his favorite receiver right now. And I can't think no of another doubt. receiver out there that would probably be on the same. Wavelength as him at the moment. Matt Callis says uh, Devontae's headed for a franchise tag. He might be. He might be. I mean, uh, I, I I saw something on TV today where a guy was talking about how he fought to get rid of the franchise tag because he thinks it's unfair, and I would think it'd be unfair in a case like this with Devontae yeah. Adams because it's just a way for them to, you know, keep him on the chain gang, right? And uh, not allow him to make what he's worth and all that. If uh, if he were a free agent and, and could go somewhere, so but, I heard also uh, the big tackle in Kansas City, uh, Brown. Oh, they talking oh. about putting him. Uh, used to be over here at Peachtree Ridge High School. They talking about putting him on franchise tag too and franchising him. 
because uh, they don't want him to get away because he is uh, one of the best left tackles in the game. And they gave up entirely too much to Baltimore for him. Oh, I know that. I mean, they, yeah, they, they got to hold on to him now. They look stupid if they don't. Yeah, 100%. All right, what do you think about uh, Russell Wilson? Um, Will he stay in Seattle, number one? He's not staying in Seattle. The two places that I thought about was, and this is if they go with the deal, the Giants is one, and I'm hearing a lot of buzz around here, but the uh, the people in, in the pieces involved, I don't think will work it, but Washington is another. Mm, I didn't hear that about him now. They were, they were talking about adding three players and three draft picks to get them over here. But the three players mm-hmm. that they name, two of them, I can't see Washington parting with. Mm. Interesting, because I, I, you know, I've heard a bunch of talk about Russell Wilson, but most of what I'm hearing is uh, one of his destination places was New Orleans. That'd be a good fit, actually. It'd be a good fit, but they said that at the time he made that declaration that that's where he wanted to go. Sean Payton was still was there. When Sean Payton was there. Yeah. And so without him there, they don't know if that means they said they deliberately kept most of that staff intact, you know, kind of hired from within to try to see if they could get him there. Yeah. And uh, so, like I said, they say that's one of the reasons why they did that in order to try to keep him there. But, you know, Russ, Russ obviously has a, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know that if he's in the top five. I feel like he definitely. I know he definitely in the top ten quarterbacks in the league. Easily, um, whether or not he's in the top five, and I, you know, would take some analysis that I'm not prepared to go through right now. But uh, definitely in the top ten. So, you know, I'm sure there's a there's a lot of people out there who want him, and uh, and you know, he should almost have his pick of uh, of where he wants to go. Um, it might he might have to take his second or third choice, but you know, depending upon how long he waits to. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. What about Deshaun Watson? Now, with Watson, the two places I thought about was New Orleans and Miami. Mm. But with Flores going to Pittsburgh, why not Pittsburgh? Mm. Well, first of all, is Deshaun going to be able to play this year? That's the I question. Don't know how do you go from having 27 women? <laughs> accuse you of, of uh, sexual misconduct sitting out a year and then walking on the field and playing. I mean, no prison time. No, I mean, how does that all go away? And, and, and so, if it does all go away, then you know it's something fishy about it anyway, which, which we've all suspected anyway. And see, this is the crazy thing. This is what, month 12 now? And, I guess. And we haven't heard nothing? See, that's what Mr. Butler saying. Has Watson cleared his legal issues with the NFL? He needs to clear uh, his legal issues, just period. Like I know exactly, bump the NFL. Yeah, I mean, yeah. These, these are these are lawsuits that have nothing to do with the NFL. This has to do with a man trying to get freaky with a woman in a massage parlor, and I mean that that ain't got nothing to do with the NFL, right? So at the end of the day. Um, if, if they're able to just make all that go away, that lets me know it's fabricated from the beginning. But I just hear all these trade rumors going on that have him, you know, being traded or going somewhere or somebody uh, turning down a trade because, you know, Houston's asking for too much. How are you asking for too much? You know, when when you I, I don't get that. Right. I mean, how are you asking for too much for a guy? They might not even be able to play. And you got him out there asking for three first-round draft picks for him and stuff. I mean, and, and that's this, insane to me. And at this point, Houston just need to get whatever they can get. Matt says there are only uh, criminal ch- or, or, uh, oh. no criminal charges. Only civil cases have been lodged against him. For, for me, so, it still don't matter. It's an issue. Oh, it's definitely an issue. Oh, there ain't no doubt about it. I mean, and... and, and you know, truth be told, it's it's uh it's an issue also pertaining to the way it's gonna look to your team. To, you know, women out there protesting everything else. You got a man who's done stuff to 27, 28 women 
and uh, he's out there on your football team. I mean, you know uh, all them high-powered female lawyers, Matt, Matt's, Matt's an attorney himself. Yeah. You know they're going to be out there. What, what's the name with the dark hair? <laughs> uh, uh, the lady with the black hair, the attorney, everybody always, she's always out there for some female. Matt knows who I'm talking about. He'll put it in the chat here in a second. I know you're talking about. She'll be out there. Gloria, Gloria, what's the name? All, is it all red or whatever? Uh, is it all bright? Oh, it's all red or something like that. But anyway, she'll be out there. Yeah, she out there counting the money like now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis said Watson had nine civil cases outstanding in court. That sounds like maybe coming to a decision soon. Decision for what? Though? What? What's the decision gonna be? Exactly. Uh, Matt seems to think it's all about money, and that he'll be able to kind of buy himself out of it. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you just got to pay the price and then live on your life. Tom just provided his uh, definition for NFL. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pat Mahomes should have paid attention to that one. I tell you that right now. The yeah, yep. lawyers are looking for. I, I agree. Exactly. Uh, of course, of course, it'll be crazy. Now, don't get me wrong. That old man who started this shit in in Houston, he he got the money. I mean, he can obviously pay them off. I mean, if he got to shuffle, you know, a couple million out to give everybody a million dollars, I'm sure they'd be happy to take a million, a million each. So if it, if it costs nine million, that that's peanuts to him. Basically, that's yeah, not that's even it, all red. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Glory okay. all red. Yeah, yeah, she'll be all over that. Should that be another reason for her to get on TV? Let let them let Deshaun Watson walk with with, uh, with no consequence and. Uh, and let let even the NFL not suspend him for a few games, <laughs> right? I mean, you know he better he better get something from the NFL. I, I don't know that I want Deshaun Watson with with all that he's got behind him. I mean, I hope everybody ain't like me, but uh, it'd be tough for me to for me to hire him. And it for sucks, me to sign man. It, it sucks because that was the talk here for the, the longest. Hey, how much <clears throat> how much they want? What do they want? Make the deal. Yeah. But could you imagine that? Frenzy with him, Snyder, oh, and all oh, that other no, craziness yeah. doing oh, the same god. thing. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And that dumbass nickname y'all got too. I don't want to yeah. talk about that. They, they yeah. still, they still uh, the football team here. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. I, listen, I, I would call them that if I lived there. That's what I'd call them because the commanders is just stupid. I mean, I don't know who made that. I, I would not wear any kind of paraphernalia with commanders on. But see, even the wording on Washington football team was wrong. They should have said Washington's football team. And yeah. maybe they would have took it a little bit differently. Instead of yeah. the Washington football team. And everybody just yeah. like, oh, that's a dumb name. <laughs> I hear you. All right, let's talk about the last quarterback we're going to talk about is Jimmy G. And I'm, I'm going to tell you where I heard he's going to wind up. Really? You probably, you probably ain't going to like it, but I'm going to tell you. I, I I heard that one first before I heard the Russell Wilson one. But yeah. I think if Russell Wilson leaves, it's either Seattle or Tampa. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it could be either one, really. I mean, I don't think that – I think they're looking for a quarterback who can come in and win right away, and I don't think that's Jimmy G. He's been I winning mean, uh, as much I as everybody hates him. I heard a lot of people say that he's going to be Washington bound. I heard that too, but I don't want to believe yeah. that. Yeah, I, 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 I'd like to believe that just so you can experience <laughs> what I've had to go through for the last several years, hey, having to put up with this RL. Jimmy G has the most Super Bowl rings of any quarterback in the league right now. So probably take that with a grain of salt because it was all behind Brady. But anyway. I know, but I mean, the thing about it is everybody talks about how he's looking at his record. I mean, I look at his record, but then I look at his play. I mean, does that not account for anything? Do you not see him overthrowing wide open receivers? I mean, even early in the game. I mean, it, it's just, it's horrible. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can overlook that. And just and just try to talk about his record. We all know that records lie. I mean, when we talk about like when you look at Eli Manning win the Super Bowl, guy, that, that he didn't have shit to do with that. I mean, he had a great defense. He had some good receivers. He had yeah, exactly. He had uh, he had a good run game. Had a good offensive line. 
I mean, that's what one that's what one for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's happening all over the NFL now. I mean, when you look at like what's going on in Baltimore, Baltimore is showing how you can win games with a mediocre quarterback. And he is. He's mediocre. I mean, I like him. And, and he, he he's he's uh, creating a new way of winning. When you talk about Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson is not that guy. He's not. I mean, he, he's, he's not going to be that guy. But, you know, Harbaugh is a great coach, and he's doing a great job winning with him by just keeping him limited to doing things that he needs to do, having a good defense that, that uh, you know, that uh, keeps the other team off the field. And, uh, you know, gets a lot of three and outs and uh, gives his offense more opportunities to let Lamar get out there in open space and do his thing. But Lamar Jackson is, is not the guy. And, uh, and and Jimmy G, damn sure ain't no Lamar Jackson. Not even close. I mean, I, I would rank Lamar Jackson way above Jimmy G. Because uh, Lamar Jackson can flat out do some things that not too many people can do. Right. You know, when, when you got a quarterback that can outrun your entire defense, I mean – that that that's a big weapon, and that's Lamar Jackson. That is not Jimmy Garoppolo. And so, uh, and, and last year showed that injuries do tell a role in what your performance will be on the field. <clears throat> Lamar no, that, Jackson definitely couldn't carry that entire Baltimore team when your starting left tackle is out. Right, you're moving your right tackle to your left, and your right tackle wasn't necessarily good at that in the first place with Villanueva. You lose your top four corners, two of them being Pro Bowl guys. Yeah. You're starting safety. You're starting defensive tackle. Like, it was a mess last year. You lose your top three running backs. Like, that lets you know that Lamar Jackson is is mortal. I agree. And, and, and like I said, guys, it just it kind of lets you know how the NFL has changed um, it, to, to, to a large degree. It's not about just throwing balls down the field anymore. Uh, you see defenses are starting to adapt to that. Happened in the Super Bowl. Mahomes couldn't go down the field. Uh, neither could uh, Joe Burrow go down the field. Everybody just dropped back in the umbrella covered and like, no, throw the ball underneath and we're going to rally to the ball. And, uh, and, and, and so people make it more, that more of a league mm-hmm. um, uh, of the league now. So, and you'll see a lot more of that, but in any event. All right, folks, that's all we got for football today. If y'all got questions or comments, put them in there. I'll read them and, and consider them, and then I'll pop them out to Irv, and we'll go from there if y'all want to talk about a little bit more football. Going to the NBA All-Star weekend with this past weekend. Um, first of all, let me, let me say this. I'm not the guy. I, I don't like the Pro Bowl. You saw the Pro Bowl this year. They weren't even tackling people. weren't even taking guys to the ground. Two-hand touch. I mean, basically two-hand touch. And I'm not an NBA All-Star guy for the same reason. There's no defense. I mean, the the final score winds up being like 189 to 186 or something stupid. You know, I mean, just damn near 200 points in a game. Because, you know, they just kind of run at the guy with their hands up like this, acting like they're trying to block the shot. And then the guy just shoots and, you know, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes anyway. But um, we're going to start by talking about the stuff that led up to the all-star game. Okay. For instance, we had the celebrity uh, basketball game. Let's start with that. My question, I put in the chat, the audience, the, the, the people watching haven't heard it, but who in the hell thought it was a good idea to put doggone Miles Garrett's big ass out there on that floor and have him out there dunking like a damn fool the whole game? <laughs> who, whose idea was that? Dude, I have never seen anything like that. First of all, I'm shocked his agent even let him go out there. And you Cleveland know, Browns. The worst injuries you've ever seen in your life happen on a basketball court. When Joe goes out there and slips or lands funny or whatever, ACL, PCL, MCL, all CLs are gone in your knee when that happens on a basketball court. I mean, did you see what happened to Clay Thompson yeah. a, a couple of years? I mean, dude. When when it goes, it goes. And I can see if you're going to go out there and just, you know, shoot threes and set shot or whatever. This man is damn windmill dunking. I mean. <laughs> he was serious. He did was, you see He him? was dead serious. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. At first, I was kind of like, okay, first of all, this looks real stupid. <laughs> and then, then when I saw him doing the dunks and stuff he was doing, I'm like, 
I, I, he got the dumbest agent in the world. I'm like, this man could seriously get out there and hurt himself doing this stuff. And uh, and I, I can't believe they had him out there doing all that. Listen, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, the second, I think he blocked somebody's shot. And he was like, here's everybody else and here's him. Exactly. If, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm like. Yeah, get your ass off that court. If the, listen, I know he plays basketball in his free time. I know this is his second love, but isn't it in every NFL player's contract? If you're not training at the facility, Amen. anything you do outside of that can void your contract. Mm-hmm. I, I, for me, as a fan, I enjoyed every minute of it. But if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, the first thing I'm saying is, what the heck is this man doing? But listen, the, the All-Star game was in Cleveland. They wanted to get as many Cleveland faces as possible to play in the game. Miles Garrett was one of the big guys that that plays basketball in his free time. So, hey, like Irvin said, not only that, they have clauses in contracts where you can't go skydiving. Nope. You can't go snorkeling. You can't, you can't own, ride motorcycles. Motorcycles. That's the main. I one. mean, you know, you you can't do any of those kind of things. You know, you can't be going walking on some stilts. Jet skis. But if you get hurt, your contract is voided. If they find out you were doing that and you got hurt while you were doing something like that, your contract, you get zero. That's, so that's why I was shocked to see him not only out there. I can understand if you want to be out there jogging up and down the court, you know, playing somebody like they're doing the All-Star game just – Running out, putting your hand up, you know, acting like you covering him or whatnot. Nope, he was serious. This fool was running the floor. <laughs> he was serious. <laughs> I mean, I think he was trying to get the dog on MVP. Yeah, it was money on the line. I mean, he was playing for real. <laughs> it was money and, on the line. I mean, out there blocking little women shot, little girl shots out there was shooting the ball. He out there blocking them. Listen, and then on the on the bad part, this man is what six 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 seven. Outside of the other young lady that plays in the WNBA, there ain't nobody else on the court that's over six feet tall. So he looks like me over top of my little nephew. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, Tom, uh, Tom said he didn't know they had rules. It's not really rules, Tom. It's, it's, it's written into the contracts of each of the players. And, and it's mostly the high-priced uh, NFL yeah, players. Yeah, the high-priced players. You know, your quarterback, your, your left tackle. The, you know, your uh, your, your lockdown corner. Your, your, your best rushes. receiver, your deep threat wide receiver. Your running back. But It's only about seven guys on the team, but they definitely have that written in to make sure that they don't do something stupid. I, and riding motorcycles is definitely one of them. That's everybody's. Every sport, yeah. everybody. But that, yeah. that guy barely that making guy the team on that guy barely making the team on special teams, that ain't in this contract. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's written into just about everybody as far as the motorcycle are concerned. Cause you know some places that don't even make you wear head headgear. Yeah. I know Texas and uh, Florida are two places. I think California's another one where you don't have to have headgear when you ride a motorcycle. So they just they just took all that out. That's in your contract. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. But anyway, so uh, so okay, we talked about the All Star Game. I mean, it don't matter who won. I mean, it was uh, and and dude, the uniforms. Somebody please do something about them uniforms. I mean, that, that's just uh, it, it's so. Uh, first of all, if I was Miles Gay, looked like he was out there in his pajamas. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it I, was just they were bad. And and you know, give me a give me a Rihanna out there. I know she's pregnant right now. It might be bad when the same. But give, give me some of those, you know, celebrities out there like that. You know, give me Beyonce or whoever the hottest singer is out there right now. Bring some of them out, let them play. You know, let, let, let's see them ball. And, and whoever that other clown was, he's a soccer player or something, running up and down the court looking, I mean, oh, he was good. He was good. White dude, soccer player. Why can't he was, and I watch the twice? Dude, he, I think he wound up being the MVP. I'm telling you, that yeah. joker could play. He was for real. And uh, had no business, had no business being out there on that court. I mean, it was clear to see he was on a whole nother level. And I mean, that joker uh, running down, uh, hitting layups, mm -hmm. and sprinting back down the court. 
<laughs> to block shots and then uh, get the rebound and run back down the court again. I mean, you know they got that that high octane anyway with all that soccer stuff, all that running. The, I got four of them on my team, so I know. Up and down the court. I got four of them on my team, so I know. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Man, <laughs> yeah. it was crazy. So, anyway. Uh, but like I said, um, so like I said, it don't matter about who won. Okay, let's talk about the uh, – I don't even know who won the skills competition. Who won the skills competition? I ain't even watching. Uh, team Cleveland won the skills competition. Oh, they do a team now. They don't do individual people. It, it was three. It was three teams of three. You had the the rookie team that had three rookies. Okay. Yeah. You had the Antetokounmpo's brothers. Oh man, okay. That was ugly. It's all three of them. <laughs> it, it was four of them that's playing, but three they oh, had God. three of them in there. Wow. Um, that was ugly because can't none of them shoot. Um, I know that's right. And then they had Team Cleveland. Team Cleveland was was was. Fun to watch. That I I was excited to watch Cleveland do it. Who was who was Team Cleveland? LeBron and who else? No, it was it was three three young guys. Uh, Darius, oh, okay. Darius Garland, uh, Josh Allen, and then um, another guy they just drafted this year. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I was excited to see that one. They they, and they were much good at it. You said what? I said they were good at it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, I, that was the most entertaining part. Okay. And yeah. and I've heard that lately that uh. That, that that's kind of the best part of it to watch as far as All Star Weekend. Yeah, the, the the skills competition is probably the best part of the weekend for me. Yeah, that's what Travis just said. Travis said uh, that was the best part to watch. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at what Tom said. <laughs> I'm looking at what Tom. You know, Tom is on the chain. Tom was that like it is. But um, okay. Um, so then we talk about the uh, three point. Contest, which is not really a three-point contest. I mean, you don't have anybody in it, really. I mean, well, well listen, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson won it like four years in a row, so they were just like, let somebody else have a chance. Yeah. So, and I agree. I don't. I don't mind it being somebody else. I, I mind it being somebody else when it's like to somebody else who won it this year. So what they did was they took the the highest eight people with the best three point percentage and put them in, mm-hmm. which was smart. But you know, three point competition, the hardest the hardest place to be in a competition like that is the last person to shoot, because mm-hmm. you, you're sitting there waiting for about thirty forty five minutes no for doubt. your turn to go, and you cold, and, and, letting, and letting the pressure just build up. And you just sitting there cold. You can't go to a back gym because you got to be out there supporting everybody else. You're just sitting there like, all right, why I got to go last? Or the first one, because if you go to the second round, you're waiting. So, I mean, I enjoyed it because the final round only was separated by three points. But mm-hmm. the, the first round was interesting. But the big man took it. Everybody said this, the big man will never win a three-point competition. It's only been two. I'm glad he did. I mean... We hear the backstory about his mother, and you know he had on a chain, which they normally don't let you wear chains. Yeah, they let him wear that one because it was a commemorative for his mom, and uh, his mom was apparently very well known in the NBA community, and the announcers spoke highly of her. And they said she was just a real sweet lady, and I like what he had to say. He said, you know, when uh, when she was living, she couldn't always be with me. Yeah. Because, you know, of her health problems and everything. He said, now she's always with me. She's with me everywhere I go. So uh, so now we're able to spend a whole lot more time together and do things together. And, and it, I mean, it touched me when he said that because, yeah. uh, you know, it's a, it's a unique, unique way to look at it. But uh, but anyway, he's uh, it, it, was, it was pretty neat um, what he did. Yeah. So um, I'm just not, uh, I don't know, I just ain't never really got into that three-point thing. I mean, I'm a know, shooter, so I when, love it. When you when you're a shooter, and and that's what you do. I mean, that's your job. I mean, I mean, especially when nobody's let be like me as a wide receiver, and then people just come out there watching me catch balls. Well, that's different. <laughs> and and I mean, and for like even like the pro, did you watch the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge? No. 
I don't watch anything to do with the Pro Bowl. Listen. I mean nothing. That might have been the most exciting thing they had on Pro Bowl weekend. So they they had a a skills uh event where the wide receivers had to do some type of outlandish thing to catch the football. So a lot of them was catching like two balls upside down, things like that. That was weird. Jumping through the air. I think you probably would have liked it. Clown show. Circus. You you got to do something different. I know, but I mean, my whole thing is I, I would rather see uh, guys out there running routes and quarterbacks trying to get them the ball and letting it be something like between the quarterback and the receiver. Just like you said, the Ante Tacumpo brothers or whatever. They, they had no give, give me something like that. Give, give me uh, give me Brady and uh, Antonio Brown versus uh, Tyreek Hill and and uh, old boy uh, Mahomes and you know and and Matthew Stafford and Q, Cooper Cup. You know, give, give me something like that. I mean, that to me, I, I would watch that. It's- I'd watch that. It's like, so here's how I look at the three-point competition. And we can agree to disagree. It's like saying, who can catch the most one-hand shot, one-hand catches? Okay. I'll take that. But I mean, the thing about a one-hand catch is, it's got to be worthy of a one-hand catch. You can't throw the ball and me catch it one hand like this in here on my chest. I want it to be away from my body, one hand. Okay, well, I could I could say the same thing with the three point. So they incorporated a couple shots that's further away from the three point line. Not yeah. everybody can do it. The four point shot. Yeah, I agree, and, and, and that's fine. I understand that, and and I, I'll take that. But I mean, to me, that's that's big three basketball. And that's fine, yeah, but, but it's mean, all you know, entertainment. The big, the big three, the big three, kind of introduced that, and, and and I get it, I get it, and I mean, you know. I saw Seth make a couple shots during the game that were, you know, way out. I mean, like, <laughs> way out. And after he shot the ball, he just turned and walked just, away. <laughs> he did it about five times. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, and, and so I, I was able to see that on, like, the highlights and everything. But anyway, let's, let's go on ahead and move on and stop talking about that and talk about the dunk contest. <laughs> we might have to get Travis involved. I know Travis uh feeding his baby right now, but uh, – but I remember it was. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I, Travis and I already talked about it, and uh, and I think Jason and I talked about it too. I'm I'm not a fan these days of the slam dunk contest. I told you when they started making it where jokers can miss and then try over and some of the bad stuff you showed me before the show started about that joke doing that cartwheel. <laughs> there was a terrible <laughs> cartwheel. <laughs> And then missing the dunk <laughs> or the one guy who missed the whole rim and everything. Dude, that's bad. I, I, I'm embarrassed for those people when I see that. That's why I don't like it. So one rule that I think they need to bring back is you have one minute to finish your dunk. See, a lot of these oh, attempts. Oh, you still don't have that? They took it out. So a lot of these I attempts. Didn't have, oh, my God. So you had to keep watching that? So I like that rule. So a lot of these attempts are going I, like five and six minutes long, and everybody's just like, "Oh my god, that, that no, I couldn't do that. That's awful." Jalen Green was in there trying to dunk for five minutes, and he still couldn't dunk. Yeah, you, you, that's number and the one. Crowd was literally booing. Yeah, they definitely need to take that. They definitely need to put that back. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Look, it's a video of Kareem walking out. After his I fourth was, attempt. I was, I was, that's it. The dunk practice was so bad that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got up, grabbed his jacket, and said, I'm leaving, and walked out of the dunk contest. He, he took his yeah. NBA 75 jacket and said, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. I went Kareem there. And I mean, good for him. Good for him because they need to show. Anyway, you know, they're talking about now how the NBA needs to incent these guys the LeBron Jameses and the the the, the high-profile players to be part of dunk contests like MJ used to be. And we know how the dunk contest used to be back in the day. I mean, the best dunkers in the league, Dominique Wilkins, you know, those kind of Spud Webb even back in the day when he did it. I mean, you had some of the best dunkers in the league. Now you got a bunch of journeymen, no-namers, uh, rookies, 
and all those kind of guys out there trying to win the contest. And it's just not the same. I mean, it's it's nowhere near. It's no, it doesn't even have the draw. I mean, yeah. I can remember how I would make my whole day on Saturday for the All-Star game be built around the dunk contest. It's like, okay, I'm telling y'all now, I got to be home at 9 o'clock. <laughs> right. The dunk contest starts at 9.15. I got to be home at 9 o'clock. Like I got to be like ready. I, I can't leave the TV for 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 thirty minutes when that dunk is going on. I don't want anybody having to tell me about anything. I want to see it all. I want to see every dunk. And now I, I didn't even watch it. I mean, only things I saw was on a, a you know Sports Center. You know, a recap of the show, the news, whatever. Mm-hmm. Th- those are the only things I saw. And uh, and and I just I wish it could get back to having that excitement that it had back in the you know late eighties, early nineties when I think it was probably at its peak in that era where you had Dominique Wilkins versus Michael Jordan versus uh, Sean Kemp. I mean, you know, you had some of the best dunkers in the league. Uh, Vince, uh, what's Vince's last name? Carter. Carter. Vince, Vince Carter. Carter. Vince Carter. You know what I'm talking about. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. I mean, these, you know, these whippersnappers right here have no Ray idea Robinson. what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. just, yeah, I'm just saying, guys, they had, they had some of the best dunkers around. And now you got, like, you know, the Greek freak. If he wants to do that, let him come on and try to do that. I mean, let, uh, let, uh, uh, LeBron get out there, you know, let, let some of these, and don't get me wrong. It's a couple of young guys out there. That's got some hops like topping and some of those guys who, who can sky and who can do things. But, you know, just this dumb stuff doesn't even make the any problem, sense. The problem coach is that the guys like that everyone wants, like LeBron and the Greek freak, they don't want to do it. I know because the, that's what you're it's saying. Not, it's not that like the NBA is like, no, we don't want, we want the younger guys. The stars don't want to do this, which back in the eighties and the nineties, the stars wanted to do this stuff. Well, because I it's more, it's more of a make them do it. It's more of a, it's more of a, it's it's really a no win for some of these guys. Like I know because the bottom line is is that at the end of the day, you give say you give a million dollars to the winner. Well, I'm making twelve million dollars a year. So, I mean, I go out here and lose in the dunk contest. That's actually going to make my stock go down. That ain't going to help me. I mean, that that might help this other guy who beats me, or whatever the case may be, but it's not going to help me. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to have to come up with some other kind of incentive or do something to make it where uh, those guys want to compete again. So, So, go ahead. No, go ahead. So, so the problem is... It's three problems in my eyes. The one thing is when they took off the time limit, that ended everything for me. Secondly, they're putting too many, and for people that like myself that that play basketball, they know it. They put too many in-game dunkers Mm -hmm. and not highlight dunkers in in these competitions. Amen. So, like, I give you an example. Like, good observation. When I was growing up. I heard about Joe Green in high school and I knew about his 48 inch vertical, which was stupid at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking around in college and I'm seeing his highlight tapes doing all these outrageous things in the game. And I'm just like, Oh my God, if he gets to the league, what can he do in the league? And when he got to the dunk contest in the league in the, in the mid two thousands, we saw that blowing out the cupcake on the top of the rim before dunking, like right. dunking with no shoes on sliding mm. around, things like that. In the middle of a game, catching a windmill with his chin above the of the above the rim, doing the windmill, like to the point where you get guys like, uh, why I keep forgetting his name so far. Oh my goodness, the guy from Houston. He's an in-game dunker. He, he's not a highlight dunker. Yeah. When they put Cole Anthony in there, I've seen him before in North Carolina when he was in Florida. He's an in-game dunker, like. Obi Toppin, yes, he's a highlight dunker, but you know, but and then the guy from the Warriors, I was like, I, I've never even heard of that guy. Only reason I heard it because I watch a lot of G League games, and he just came straight up from the G League. But mm-hmm. in game dunker, 
So when you put in-game dunkers in a competition, you already setting yourself up for failure. So like my first thought process was, God, they didn't offer John Morant anything. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. That would be nice. Like Anthony Simons from from the Portland Trailblazers. They didn't offer him anything. Yeah. Uh, what's another one that pops at the top of my head that that's crazy? Um. Oh my goodness. Um. Mikael Bridges from the from Charlotte. They didn't offer yeah. him anything. I was gonna say the guy from Charlotte. Yeah. Like yeah. so. That's three names that you can add on Obi Toppin that a lot of people may be more familiar with. That might spark the contest up. Like I remember when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon came in, my first thought process was, yo, this dunk contest is going to be a problem. But a lot of people that were my friends that don't really watch basketball, they was like, man, I never heard of this guy. I'm like, all right, watch this competition. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be yeah. To me, blown that's away. the best dunk contest I've ever seen. Yes. That one right there. Blown away. Uh, that was, I, I watched the highlights today. I watched yeah. the highlights today. That was the greatest dunk contest I've ever seen. And the crazy yeah, thing the is... the one you've ever seen because you wasn't around when Jordan was doing this thing. And, and the I crazy thing is... I understand. I'm just saying what... For, for me. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember the other person that was in that contest with him. He had outrageous dunks in that contest as well that we've never I, seen before. Andre Drummond was in that one. And there was one more guy. Oh, my goodness. There was one more guy. I don't remember who the other one was. I, I, I know who y'all talking about, but I can't remember who was in it. And then there was another contest I looked up that had like um, Javale McGee in it when he dunked with three basketballs. He dunked on yeah. two baskets. Yeah, like the dunk contest is not bad. It's just you don't have any guys that's in the contest with a lot of creativity. Yeah, and that's the problem. But to, yeah. but for me, and I know Coach is coming. A lot of people are saying this is the worst dunk contest of all time. I don't know about all time. I'm telling you, I, I didn't really see it. I, I did not watch it. You know, I, but I'm telling you what I'm hearing when I am watching SportsCenter and watching clips of it, I'm hearing comments like that from people who suppose they're in the know. You know what I mean? It's like you said. Kareem, like, man, I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I mean, when I hear stuff like that, I mean, why would I not think it was the worst? Because, I mean, when somebody walks out on a dunk contest, I mean, dude, that's pretty embarrassing, especially when you have one of the top 25 players of all time walk out on a dunk contest. I mean, that, that to me, is pretty rough. So, I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys will listen to the commentary, but even the commentary, I don't know if it was Reggie Miller or Dwayne Wade because they were both on the commentating. And one of them, again, I don't remember which one it was, but one of them literally said, this is the worst dunk competition I've ever seen. And they were like, the fans are sitting on their hands. There's nothing going on. Even yeah. like when there's a dunk, the fans are just like, eh, whatever. Because it wasn't even yeah. that good of a dunk. But, it, <coughs> excuse me, it was at least a dunk. So, one thing I, I, I watched, uh, I don't remember who it was, if it was on FS1 or one of the ESPN shows, but one idea that one of these basketball heads had, which I thought was interesting, I don't know if it would work or not, but instead of having NBA players do the dunk competition now, because you can't get, you can't get these, these stars to do it for whatever reason, they, they, there's not enough money for them to do it, and they don't want to do it, right? Hurt their reputation, worried about getting injured, whatever the case is. Do a nationwide, regional dunk competition and you get the top dunker from the southeast region, the top dunker from the west, the top dunker from, you know, the Midwest, and you get and in the Midwest in, in the AA in the, in the AAU or the and one circuit, and you bring them all in, you see who wins. I, I'd rather see that. And I, I think you get more creativity. I agree. Yeah. That way. Now, I, I'd rather see something like that. The average fan isn't going to know who any of these dunkers are, right? But the average fan doesn't know who. The, the, the guy who plays for Golden State is anyway. I agree. Right. Yeah. All right, let's uh, we're gonna move on because we gotta talk real quick. We got about uh, uh twelve minutes left, and we got quite a few things to talk about. First of all, let's talk about uh, the All Star Game itself, which was uh kicked off by the national anthem. <laughs> let us pray for Macy Gray. Is she sick? I like Macy Gray. I won't say nothing bad. I am a Macy Gray fan. Let me say that first. Because I love her raspy voice <laughs> and the song that she does sing that 
that I really like, you know, uh, try to say goodbye, but I choke. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, listen, that's my song right there. And when I when I think of Macy Gray, I think of that. Unfortunately, now when I think of Macy Gray, I would think about one of the worst renditions of national anthem I've ever heard. Oh my goodness. Which I didn't hear until a couple of days later, because I told you I don't watch it. And everybody kept telling me to, I don't want to get on the internet and search and find it and whatnot. But I actually saw it. You got to. On TV. And uh, it, uh, uh, about a day or so later, it, uh, they weren't focusing on her. They were focusing on LeBron. <laughs> now, the funny thing is, why is it when somebody messes up the anthem, the first thing they do is put the camera right in everybody's face to see their reaction? <laughs> So you see the guys like, <laughs> it was, dude. I would be honest with you, it was funny though. And I mean, don't get wrong, I'm a military guy. So, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of respect for the national anthem. And, you know, we used to, have to take our hat off and everything. You know, you're on a military base and, and they play it at five o'clock every day and it blasts over a loudspeaker for the whole base to be able to hear it. And everybody has to stop their car. You know, if you're in, in uniform, you're a soldier, you have to salute. You know, uh, they want men to take off their hats, all that kind of stuff. Fergie was worse. Yeah, Fergie was bad, Ray. Fer Fergie did a bad job, too. Coin flip. And there have been a lot of bad jobs with Nash Anthem now. Um, Not worse than Carl Lewis. I mean, good guy. Carl Lewis was, <laughs> Carl Lewis was another one that was just as painful for me to watch. <laughs> I can't. I can't watch Carl Lewis do that. Mid-song. I, mean, I can't watch that again. I can never watch that. That was painful watching that. Uh-oh. Um, Roseanne was Roseanne. terrible. Ain't no doubt. Roseanne was terrible. But uh, but this was bad. And uh, Macy tried to hold it together. I mean, I don't know if she was a little tipsy, you know. Cause, you know, all those entertainers, you know, they, they do something to get themselves right before they go out there and sing. And, uh, and a lot of times they just out there just vibing with the crowd and, you know, they lose track of how many drinks they've had or whatever. And then they, you know, I was at a uh, show one time. Uh, oh, what's his name? You sing uh, Proud to be an American. I'll say his name here in a second. Mm. And uh, I was his bodyguard all that, that summer. Him and uh, uh, Reba McIntyre and some other people um, backstage at this uh, concert venue that they had. And uh, he messed up singing the national anthem, Vanderbilt versus Tennessee, and he's he messed it up. And everybody told me that's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dude you, yeah, Lee Greenwood. Thank you, Mr. Butler. He messed up the national anthem, and uh, and uh, and oh, I was so embarrassed for him. Oh, I was. And uh, like I said, and I mean, oh, it was bad. Mm, 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 so in any event, it's it's bad when it happens, and. It was really bad from what I saw. If y'all haven't seen it, y'all have to Google it. I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure they'll, they'll have memes about it and everything else. And I'm sure most of the memes will probably involve LeBron James because LeBron, he tried to fight it, but he couldn't. I, <laughs> he couldn't fight it. He had to let it go. I'd have been like this with my... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, oh, I think all those players better learn how to... Have their mouthpiece so that we they just bite down hard on that mouthpiece. Look, my mama said, don't say nothing bad about nobody. <laughs> but she, guys, if you haven't seen it, it, it's worth seeing it just so you can have a reference to it when people talk about it. Because it's going to be talked about for a long time. That was bad. All right, let's talk about the game itself. Uh, Seth is the winner, uh, MVP. Uh, 16 three-pointers, 50 points. Does that really mean anything? Because, I mean, a lot of the points he shot were just uncontested. I mean, most shots in the game are uncontested. Look, uncontested, but the degree of difficulty. <laughs> I agree with you there now. He, yeah, because he shot some from from 10 feet behind the, the three-point line. Because i tell you one thing. After he made his eighth one, everybody was in his face. Oh, no, nah, I'm done with you. <laughs> he just went <laughs> yeah. around like... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was insane some of the shots he made. I'll give you that. I just I don't like it because like I said, the score is 189 to 183. I mean, it is the score gets outrageous and 
for a while, you know, you just have fast break dunks and people just running down the floor, other people jogging, watching them run. It, 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 it's it's bad. But uh, but like I said, it, it's an all-star. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be an exhibition and all that. I, I would like it better if they did like maybe Major League Baseball does and, you know, the uh, – Winner of that game gets home court. Of course, now oh, yeah. they don't even do it by conferences anymore. Right? You know they do it with the draft, and KD picks who he wants, and LeBron picks who he wants, and neither one of them want to Harden and all that stuff. But you know it is what it is. Yeah. And then to end the game, of course, LeBron hits a, hits a three pointer at the end of the game to win it in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> last shot of the game, game over, no overtime. All that good stuff. So, what do you that, think about all that? Or that, and, and, and that shot came after Steph Curry missed two threes. So, once uh, once Team Durant came down and made a shot to cut it to one point, LeBron was like, "All right, it's time for me to go home now." <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. called for the ball. But um, exactly, I, I I think I was a little more. I had a little more fun with it than I think you did. Um, I, it's supposed to be a showcase of the best talent. Mm-hmm. The bad part is it's gotten to the point where it's more of a showcase than a game. We always reference the past on everything, but we reference the past for a purpose. Making the game was the biggest thing for a lot of guys, but making the game and making sure nobody outplayed you was what made the game more enjoyable. Yes, the scores was 120, 130, but it wasn't 170. And the bad part is that's where the NBA game is right now. Like, your best defensive if, team. If you watch a Golden State game, it's going to be 120 minimum. Coach, if you watch any game. Yeah. <laughs> like, the best defensive team averages over 100 points a game defensively. Mm. Yeah. Me growing up, if if you averaging over 100, giving up 100 points a game, you ain't got no defense. Oh, I agree. You're right. But it's a different mentality than how it used to be, and that's – that's where everybody looks at me and like, oh, man, you don't care. They just using all their energy on offense. Well, it's two sides to a basketball game. Mm-hmm. And it's translating to the all-star game. So now it's just a showcase of who can make the most baskets instead of a, an actual game. Yeah. But, you know, I had fun with it. You know, once Curry was making them outrageous shots, I was just like, all right, where are you going to shoot from next? Yeah, that's true. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I can say I've seen, you know, numerous, you know, uh, uh, commentary on it now and all that, and so I kind of shape my opinion from all the one, all the different things I hear and whatnot. But uh, like I said, it was a good game. Real quick, we got two things to talk about. We're gonna spend two minutes talking about each. Okay. Top twenty-five. You got problems with it? You good with it? I'm good with it. I'm good. It's hard for me to believe David Robinson. Why not? Being number twenty-five. Why not? I don't know, man. I mean, I just, when I think of the greatest basketball players of all time, and you would tell me Dave Robinson would be number 25, and I'd be like, damn. Don't sleep on David Robinson, though. I know, no, no, I'm not sleeping on him. My point is is that I think he'd be higher up the list. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting up here like, was it really 24 people better than David Robinson? I, I mean, that, that, at- that's my argument. My argument is that way because, you know, I think a lot of times, like, I had to bite down real hard with Wilt being number five or number six or whatever. Well, he was five or six or something. Yeah. And, you know, only man to ever score 100 points in a game, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, to see him, I think Jordan was one, LeBron was two, Kareem was three. You know, and I, 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 I bit down. So okay, I'm, I'm, I'm arrive with that. Okay, I'm good with that. And then when they had Wilt at four, I think Russell was, well, Russell was four, and Wilt was five, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, and I was just like, okay. But then, of course, you know they got Jerry West up in there, and they got some of those kind of guys in there. And, and then I'm seeing Robinson at twenty five. <laughs> man, that's a tough list. I mean, even man. Kobe, I think Kobe was at number ten. Kobe was ten. Yeah, but that's a tough list, though. Oh, I'm sorry, Magic five, Wilt six, Travis said. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough list, man. Cause... Oh, it's a tough list. 
I'm just saying that, you know, because uh, you start reading, and you, you know, you just start looking at pictures and reading names. You're like, okay, okay, I know they're going to put Jerry West up in there somewhere. I'll tell you who I'm surprised they didn't put up there was old, uh, Bill, what's the name, uh, the white guy, Walton. I'm surprised they didn't put, because they, everybody up, not up, listen, they always blowing up Bill Walton like he was the best thing since sliced bread back in the day. And I just knew they was going to have him in there somewhere because they need to represent the big guys. And I thought he was going to be a representative of the big guys. So I'm glad he didn't make top 25. Shouldn't be in the 75, but that's a whole nother scale. Yeah. Well, that, and I would agree with you, but I don't think the NBA would agree with you. I think if they put out a, Top seventy five, you'd be surprised. I bet his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I just and, and they had KD in there. KD was in there somewhere around 16, 18, somewhere in that area. And I was like, okay, you got David Robinson at twenty five and KD at eighteen. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I just was like, I was, I'm. That's me. This is me talking. I was real skeptical about some of those some of those choices. If you go, I would ask the listeners, you know, uh, Matt, you know, especially you, Ray, you guys, go out there, look at the list, come back to me next week and tell me if you had any problems with it. I didn't. Yeah, that's why I said Kobe at ten. I, I was I was time I was hurt to see that. I mean, to be honest with you, and I wasn't even a big Kobe fan back then. Tim Duncan was uh, Tim hired. Duncan's in there. Yeah, Duncan's around. Uh, he was like 12, Duncan probably 13? around twelve or something like that. Yeah, I think it was he, 12, he's 13. in the he's in the ten through fifteen. He might even be in the six through ten, but uh, yeah. he's up there somewhere. But they got Robinson. Just I felt like way too far down in my opinion. And I don't don't ask me where he needs to go. <laughs> I just when I saw you know you kind of always want to see. I wonder who the last one gonna be. And I said, David Robinson. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you, you know? That's tough, man. Like, for me personally, I hate lists. Why can't they just be the best of what they did? Unless yeah, Ray, he that. is. He is higher. He's higher than Robinson. He said Tim Duncan got to be higher than Robinson. Yeah. But uh, but David Robinson, like Matt said, I, I felt like he did kind of revolutionize the game. I mean. He he was that he was that big guy and he played great defense and don't get me wrong, I know you had a lot of guys like like a Russell who played great defense and and, and stuff, but still, uh, and you know Kareem never played no defense. But and, and Robinson but, got a scoring title. I know, but that's what I'm saying is is that that's why it was so difficult for me. And I was a big Robinson fan too, by the way. Me too. Um, he had he was one of the main guys that had me think about going to the Naval Academy, but. Uh, but but anyway, I don't know. It, it bothered me a little bit to see Robinson where he was. Real quick, and we're gonna finish with this. Uh, everybody saw the uh, melee that took place with Michigan, Wisconsin. Um, at the end of the day, uh, Jawan Howard, head basketball coach, got suspended. Uh, they only suspended him for five games. Irv, what's your take on that? I, I thought it was gonna be the entire season. Um, even he. <sighs> I know what the situation was. The guy called timeout because they was about to get a 10-second call in the backcourt. He's still coaching his team. You don't finish coaching your team till all the till that referee blows that whistle. Amen. I tell everybody all the time, unless I tell you not to do anything, keep playing. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't care what the score is. I agree. The coach did what he was supposed to do. Now, for Jawan Howard to get upset, because he's still pressing down he's 15. Still pressing. That's on him. That ain't got yeah. nothing to do with me as a coach. If you don't yeah. want to shake. So the Wisconsin coach was upset because he was going to physically just walk past him. Mm-hmm. So he got in front of him and Jawan got upset and grabbed him. Mm-hmm. That's when everything started sparking off. But yeah. more audio was coming out. But for Jawan Howard, you cannot get upset with that. The game's over. I agree. So, I, I I think five games is a little too little. I think it should have been up to, I think it should have been up past the tournament. I do too. I mean, I I honestly believe that it should have been more than five games. I mean, they say I think there's only five games left in the season. Though. Yeah. 
So they say, but I felt like it should have been the postseason too. In my opinion, if you if you decide you're going to do it for the rest of the season, do it for the whole season, a postseason, everything. Yes. In my opinion, I didn't think that that, that five games was enough, and and I don't think he had any right to do what he did. I mean, I wish I wish somebody would tell me how to run my team or or tell me when I can't call timeout. I might be trying to call timeout because I want to put this kid in here who uh, granddaddy just passed away. And he's the worst player on our team, and I want to get him at least some playtime tonight. You you don't tell me what to do. You don't know what's going on on my team. Right. So you let me run my team. You worry about your team because I'm stomping a mud hole in anyway. Your ass should have been worried about that. Worry about winning this damn game. That's what you need to worry about. minimum that he was going to get. That's the regular season. I think I agree with you, Irv. I think he just sort of, they just sort of said you're done for the rest of the season. Big Ten tournament. NCAA tournament if they make it if they make the it right anyway um, or NIT I think they should have just said you're done for the rest of the year and you don't get the coach till next November um, I do I was surprised actually that the head coach for Wisconsin Greg Gard did not get a one game suspension I thought he was going to get a one game suspension for what he did and for what if people don't did don't aren't really sure what he did when he you know when they're doing the handshake. Jawan definitely was, first of all, he definitely didn't want to do the handshake, but he, he did it anyway, and he was trying to get get out, get in and out of there, right? Quick handshake, let me get going. And guard grabs him like this on his elbow, on the inside yeah. of his elbow, and holds him there to say something. You don't need to be grabbing someone. You don't need to be I grabbing agree. a grown man right. to be, I'm you know, I'm not, I'm not excusing Jawan Howard's actions. I'm not, no. but... Right. For Wisconsin's coach to be doing that, he didn't need to be doing that either. I thought he should have got a one-game suspension. Just be like, yo, you don't need to be grabbing people. And, he and got let me say this real quick. I was surprised he didn't get suspended. That's the only me, other thing I wish would have happened. Let me say this real quick, because there was a lot of talk about this, about doing away with the handshake line. I, I've, never heard of, of, I've never heard of a more coward comment in my life. I mean... I've been on both ends of an ass with. I've whipped ass and I've gotten my ass whipped many times as a coach. I always walk across the field in the handshake line, shake the hands of the coaches, and I start off with, good game, coach. Good luck to y'all. Yep. To everybody. Now, if it's another buddy of mine or whatever, we embrace and hug, whatnot, we talk some more. But my standard thing is, Good luck, coach. Good luck to y'all. That's all you have to say. Yep. Shake the man's hand, look him in his eye, and you can be thinking the whole time while you're talking, I can't stand this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. If I get a chance to get on his ass again, I'm going to beat his ass to a pulp the next time I see it. But you suck it up, be a grown-ass man, and go across there and show your kids that you have enough sportsmanship in you to shake that man's hand, tell him good game, wish him good luck, and move on. Yep. And I Absolutely. think it's terrible that they're even thinking about doing away with the handshake line. Yes. I mean, that, that, that's I, all we do it in youth sports. I do. I'm, I'm the president of Glenn Football League. We've been doing it for years. Our former president, Gary Dasher, if, if, if he didn't teach me nothing else, we're going to do that handshake every game. I don't give a hey. damn. I'm just telling you. And, and I'm, hearing, I'm hearing, oh, well, they shouldn't do the handshake line because of COVID. That's, if, if you're worried about that, then they shouldn't be playing on the field, period, because the, the one second that they're walking past each other shaking their hands yeah. is not nearly compared to the, the entire time they, they're out playing yeah, basketball, yeah, they're, they're baseball, they're football, trenches. Whatever, whatever sport it is that they're doing. Man, they're out there in trenches breathing all on each other and, and talking about each other's mamas and everything out there. And, and that's the that's crazy thing. And that's crazy because we... Well, I'm just saying, I've heard that. I've heard that in the last few days. Oh, well, now with COVID, they shouldn't be shaking hands. We, that's terrible. We I, actually... We actually had to wait three weeks before we could start doing handshakes with everybody after our COVID scare. Which, mm. But I was like, all right, if we just got to agree with that, whatever, we're still playing. As long as we, after the game, can can just say, good game yeah. from afar, cool. But, yeah. yeah, they literally told us for three weeks we couldn't 
do the walk for a while. So I know I just here's my thing, Irv. These are grown ass men. I mean, you know, they're they're college. You ain't getting more grown than where you are now. You think you're grown that damn way. You're doing everything that a grown man shouldn't be doing anyway, your ass out doing it. Mm-hmm. And now you don't want to shake hands after the game because you afraid that it might turn into a fight. I, I wish I could be the commissioner of the league. Put me ahead of the NCAA for a day. I mean, you want to talk about changing some things? I'll be like, dude, your ass will be arrested and suspended for life if you damn touch somebody going through that damn handshake line. I mean, how big of a coward are you that you've been playing this team for an hour out here on this floor? That's just on the clock an hour. All total time, two hours you've been running up and down the floor. And now you're going to wait till after the game to hit this man in his face or hit this man in his chest walking through the handshake line. Coward. I mean, straight coward. And and that's what I would say to the coaches, too. Because the bottom line is, is that both of y'all in the Big Ten, are you going anywhere? Because his ass ain't going nowhere either. Right. You know, you'll see this man for many more times. And you'll have your opportunity to see him many times. Or guess what? I'm pretty sure you got his phone number. Or your sports information director can get his phone number. Call him and cuss him out. But don't sit up here on damn TV and be swinging and, and winging it and all that. that that's terrible. And uh, it, it's disgusting to me. And to, for him to only get five games for that, I, I, listen, I'm, I'm a bigger disciplinarian than that. I, I can't. I, and I like Jawan Howard. I, I love him as a basketball coach. And the way he represents the university until now. I mean, when he did that the other day, I lost a lot of respect for him. But even if the man did grab him, and I understand the man grabbed him and whatnot. But, dude, be bigger than that. And you know what? Just, just like I said, call him. Hey, man, I just want to tell you. Listen, I know we playing basketball and all that. You ever touch me again, I'll kill you. <laughs> you know <what? laughs> That's all. I mean, you ain't got to demonstrate it on TV. <laughs> All you gotta do is just tell it. Facts. Just I'm just telling you. I, I mean, you know everything. Just just let you know. If you ever touch me again, I might not do nothing bad on that basketball court. <laughs> I'm waiting outside by your bus, and I'm I'm gonna break you off. <laughs> that's all you gotta do. So yeah. anyway, that's hey Miss Hood. How you doing? You have a great week too, baby. Uh, Matthew Cowlett said he might call you. He got a daughter in town that's ten years old, looking for a playmate. So I know you know a lot of little girls that you that you teach and whatnot. So anyway, folks, we got to get out of here. Uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in today. Had some great discussion. Tom, as usual, is off the chain. Ray, we appreciate you for being here. Matt, as always, Mr. Butler, as always. Tom, Tom was off the chain today. I don't know what was going on with Tom. Tom might have. Tom might have been. I know they said they get ready to have uh, legalized some medicinal marijuana. Tom might be trying to get ahead of the curve a little bit on that stuff right there. Anyway, uh, Miss Hood, as always, we appreciate you for being here. Folks, we'll see y'all next week. Good night, Miss Francis. Straight from the hip. All right, Irv, good to have you back, man. Yeah. Yep. All right, man, we'll holler at y'all. All right, man, see, see you later. Later.